Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Look who's back in action on a Monday. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not admit that Joe Biden sucks on national TV. Wow. Former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki dropping some truth bombs on her former boss over the weekend. Come on, man. We will explain why Biden's taking a beating from the very woman he named as his first White House press secretary. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and we will discuss with Bill Hemmer, co-host of America's Newsroom, cable news super hunk Sean Duffy will be here as well. Your fine self always welcome in this audio safe space for cool people. 888-788-9910. You know the drill. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. We just, we really don't care. All we ask is that you don't be a That is it. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, The champ is here in good spirits. I was on America's Newsroom this morning with the great Bill Hemmer, who will be joining us in this hour to discuss these comments uh, that we're about to get into. Uh, If you saw me last night on social media, I was up in the Bronx. I was up in the Bronx with Lincoln Fela uh, rooting for Aaron Judge to hit home run number 61, maybe even home run number 62. (laughs) Didn't quite happen. Uh, We did get some biblical rain, though, in the sixth inning. Like, it's, you know. You know, it's a bad rain delay when you're building a boat and rounding up animals. Uh, but we got out of there last night. The Yankees did get the win. And despite not breaking the record, Aaron Judge uh, is still going to get voted American League MVP. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, according to Jen Psaki, uh, not only would not get votes for MVP, but wouldn't get any votes for anything uh, if the midterms were held tomorrow and we were basing this on Biden's job performance. Oh, I'm in trouble. Now, this is fascinating. These Saki clips, I have to lead with these. There's a lot going on. There's inflation stuff, some more border stuff. OK, but I got to get in here first, because if you remember way back when Jen Psaki decided to depart the White House, OK, we played a bunch of silly song parodies and, you know, there she goes. Jen Psaki, the woman who was brought in to replace Kaylee McEnany and, you know, didn't quite play out that way. Not even the kids liked her. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. OK, but I said at the time she was strategically departing the White House because as someone who was an active part of it, she knew it was only going to continue to sink. Now, if you have ambitions to work in news media, okay, having a White House press secretary gig can do some real high-profile stuff if you bring that credibility, that gravitas to the table. I mean, think of the two of the most respected people anywhere in media. I mean, Dana Perino, pound for pound, probably the most respected, served under George Bush. Okay, Kaylee McEnany, uh, serving under Donald Trump, Okay, both did phenomenal for themselves, as is a guy like Ari Fleischer, who has found plenty of work in media prominence uh, for his time and his talent. Okay, Saki, for whatever we thought of her, was pretty good at the job. Okay, we didn't always like the policies. We never thought she was telling us the truth. But she knew how to answer questions and answer questions in a way that reflected favorably on Biden. OK, even if she was flat lying. Now she was replaced by Karine Jean-Pierre, a straight diversity hire who goes into a binder and nine times out of ten still doesn't have an answer and just looks really befuddled. Looks like, the you know, she's in way over her head. Now, Saki, having a good political horse sense, knew that if she was going to take that position and leverage it, 
into better employment in media, she was going to have to get out while there was still something to get out of. Okay, and she's kind of admitting that here in these clips I'm about to play you. She says, well, you know, if the Democrats are a referendum on Joe Biden, they're going to lose this election. Okay, here it is. Clip six. Look, I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. If it is a referendum on the president, they will lose. And they know that. I mean, what did she just say to you? Biden sucks. Okay, I mean, just straight up. Okay, I predicted this way back in the early spring. I said, you know why she's getting out now? Well, she doesn't have to go now. There's no timetable. This isn't like Menudo. Do you remember the boy band Menudo where if you like you hit a certain age you had to be out of the band? Okay, that's not how these gigs work. She didn't like age out of Menudo. She could have been White House press secretary for 2 years or 4 years. I mean, think about it. I mean, when you look at Karine Jean-Pierre, Jen Psaki definitely wasn't forced out by a better backup. You know what I'm saying? She was she chose to leave while the getting was still kind of good and she found a safe landing space over at MSNBC. At the time, I said, hey, she's leaving because she knows it sucks and she knows nobody in this administration is going to want anything to do. uh, You know, nobody in positions of media prominence is going to want anything to do with this administration. So she got out of there. And her admission yesterday, again, you really think about what she says. If the election's about who is the most extreme. okay, the problem there is all of the, the polling shows us. That people are sick of the extreme talk. Nobody believes Republicans are a bunch of fascists. Nobody believes they're a bunch of bigots. Do you want to know why? Because Democrats have been telling us that sky has been falling for years and years. Okay, and when the sky's not falling from climate change, it's falling from racism or fascism. But the problem is nobody buys it. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But here she is flat out admitting that between now and the midterms, despite the fact that nobody buys it, they got to keep on selling it. She's flat out saying, hey, if this is a referendum on the president, Democrats will lose. And they know that. Tell them like it is. Okay, straight up. What is she saying? We can't run on this record. We can't run on the border. We can't run on crime. We can't run on inflation. Okay, we certainly can't run on a quality education for school children because we screwed that up at the behest of the teachers' unions, and now half the kids are stupid. I love the poorly educated. Okay, it's a mess, man. And they know that. They have mismanaged this country to the moon and back, and she's flat out admitting it. Now we can't run on this. If it's all about the president, we're screwed. So we got to make it a referendum on who's the most extreme. But again and again and again, nobody is buying it. When you yell things like MAGA, ultra MAGA, mega MAGA, super MAGA, Arctic blast, like it's a Gatorade flavor. MAGA ice, (laughs) you know, MAGA winter storm. Okay, the problem with all of these MAGAs is, hey, did we have eight percent inflation under MAGA? The answer would be no. Did illegal border crossings break the all-time record two years in a row? The answer would be no. Record-level fentanyl deaths? The answer would be no. Not good, man. Gas, by the way, you know, kind of holding steady. It's up about a penny. But it's artificially lowered by the fact that we're depleting our strategic energy reserves at a time when we're about to have our major named, first major named storm strike land here in America, okay? The very oil reserves that are supposed to be reserved for something like that are being deployed to help with Biden's low poll numbers. That's stupid. 
Use your common sense. Okay, we will ultimately have to buy back these reserves at a much higher price. And never forget when it comes to managing the country, worth pointing out, okay, that during the pandemic, when the price of oil was so low, when the price of a barrel of oil was down to next to nothing, okay, Trump at the time said, hey, we got to buy up all of these, all of this oil for our energy reserves. We'll own it so cheap. You know, we'll be so far ahead of the game the next time we actually have to buy this crap. Think of how the billions of dollars we'll make. And what did they yell? Oh, he's just selling out to the rich oil executives. Look at Trump not helping the little guy again. And everybody in the media, you believe this? We're in a pandemic. And this guy's just helping out his fat cat friends. The media is a bunch of losers. They are, but even they know. Okay, because Jen Psaki is the media now. Even they know, okay, this is a turkey. They cannot run on the Biden administration, okay? Here she is talking about uh, crime, the vulnerability it represents for Democrats in the midterms. Okay, clip seven. They also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. I would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities. And if you look at Pennsylvania, for example, what's been interesting to me is it's always you follow the money and where are people spending money. And in Pennsylvania, the Republicans have been spending millions of dollars on the air on crime ads against Fetterman because that's where they see his vulnerability. So, yes, the economy is hanging over everything. But you do have to look at state by state factors. And crime is a huge issue in the Pennsylvania race. Think about it. It's a mega issue. It's a mega issue in just about every race because crime is spiking nationally. This is what Biden has right now, a record level of inflation, record level crime spikes in major cities. We've got an out of control drug problem, opioid problem, fentanyl flooding the streets. It's a bad situation. They can't run on that. But the people whose emotions are their facts will still vote Democrat If you keep on promising them the Republicans are the devil, why? Because there's a lot of white people out there who hate themselves and they need the moral superiority that comes with hating somebody else so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. I admire your honesty. Nobody hates themselves more than Michael Moore. Okay, here's Michael Moore over the weekend. He's talking to Bill Maher. He is predicting a landslide in the midterms over the GOP traitors January 6th. Yo, Nobody cares about January 6th. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying forgive him, okay? Whatever January 6th was, was condemned in real time by all of us. There's nobody that said it was fine. There's nobody that said it was okay. The problem is January 6th, in terms of carnage, okay, in terms of chaos, wouldn't crack the top 10 of Democratic protests in the summer of 2020, okay? I don't know that it would crack the top five of protests in Washington in the summer of 2020 when they set St. John's Church on fire, were toppling statues and hitting Secret Service agents with bricks outside the White House. You know, people that are over here calling a fair fight see January 6th as awful. Sadly, we can't put it on the medal podium in terms of the worst carnage we've seen in, the, in, in political violence in the last couple of years. It's a bad time to be. And if you're going to bring up January 6th, where is Ray Epps, by the way? Was he a Fed? I don't know. To this day, he's the only guy on the Internet. He's the only guy we have video of saying, hey, we got to go into the Capitol. 
Hey, we're going into the Capitol. Ray Epps, the night before January 6th, was roundly booed in Washington for yelling we got to go into the Capitol so much so that the whole crowd starts chanting Fed, 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 Fed. But to this day, we don't even know where the guy is. The point is, every time you bring up January 6th, it gives a lot of well-meaning people like myself more questions than answered. We know it was bad. We just aren't stupid enough to believe it's what Democrats are trying to repurpose it as, which was a deadly white supremacist attempt to overthrow the government. You don't overthrow the government with a bunch of bewildered senior citizens, chunky middle-aged people, and one lunatic in a Chewbacca bikini. But they're trying to. Here's Michael Moore. Again, if your emotions are your facts, okay, you might believe what Michael Moore is about to say. But if you're living in a real world where inflation's a problem, crime is a problem, and everything in between, this is kind of laughable. Here it is, clip 12. I think there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors especially the 147 Republicans who just hours after the insurrection voted to not certify the elected president of the United States, Joe Biden. And I think that there is going to be so many people coming out to vote. I want to thank the Supreme Court for reminding women that they are, in fact, second-class citizens mm. and, and taking their rights away like this. Mm. I think we could throw out a huge number of these Republican traitors uh, in November. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Nobody's throwing out Republican traitors. And again, if your emotions are your facts, it makes sense. But do you understand that this big crime he keeps talking about? Traitors! They voted not to certify the election results. Traitors! Do you understand that the Democrats have challenged the certification of the Electoral College the last three times they lost an election? Oh, wow! 2016, they objected to the very first state on the docket. 2004, after Kerry lost to George W. Bush, they objected. 2001, dragged out in court forever. All three times the Democrats lost, it ended with them challenging the certification of the electoral vote count. Okay, it's only different when Republicans do it. Why? Because they have to sell extremism. Jen Psaki flat out admitted it herself for all the hay we give her. Okay, give her credit for this one because she knows just as well as you do and I do that if it all comes down to Joe Biden and how the Democrats have managed this country, they might as well clean out their offices and pack the U-Hauls now. Saki told lies all the time Covered up for Hunter's crimes Biden is a man Who's lost all his marbles We know he ain't right And Jen was there to Cover for him every day Make each crisis seem okay She's so dead inside Her soul was so empty Then she realized TV would pay plenty Oh, Saki Well, you came and you lied to our faces Got a giant payday Oh, Saki Well, you covered for Biden's disgraces Now you're going away Oh, Saki You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon back in action on a Monday. The point I was making earlier is we've got about 43 days to go until the midterms. The Democrats stepping on the gas in terms of extremism. Here's Jamie Raskin flat out admitting this whole January 6th committee. It's all about the midterms. Flat out saying, gosh, I hope we can make at least one more hearing happen before the midterms. (laughs) Clip 14. Well, we definitely have one more planned on the 28th, which which I believe will be the final investigative uh, hearing. And then I hope we will be able to have uh, a hearing where we will um, disclose uh, and discuss the recommendations that we have going forward. And that would be done before the elections? Yes, I, I hope so. And uh, I trust so. But then again, um, you know, we have a, a committee of people with really strong and passionate views about democracy and about how to proceed. And so, um, you know, we haven't we haven't made our final conclusions about that yet. You suck, you jackass. I mean, listen, man, flat out. Uh, We hope to have another hearing. We got one September 28th. We're hoping to get one more. Why? Because they want people to go to the polls and ignore the fact that you can't afford groceries and you might get mugged on the way if you can. They want you to overlook that and be like, no, no, it's the the people at the Capitol. We got to protect you. Again, fake white supremacy is not a top 10 issue heading into the midterms. It's not. But this is the Democrats having one agenda that is completely, completely tuned out to your own. Like, and, And like shame on them, man. Like people are really suffering right now. When you're talking about inflation, when you're even talking about the stock market, it's just wiped out half of people's retirement funds. You know, heaven forbid you were retired. You lost half of your funds. If you were about to retire, keep going. Okay, if you were living on a fixed income, your money doesn't go nearly as far as it used to, and they really don't care. They're like, hey, we might have some more chunky white people run up the Capitol steps. Listen, you don't need another hearing on TV if you want to stop that from happening. Put in another flight of stairs. Most of these people can't make it up. I mean, again, I don't think January 6th was good. I think it was terrible. I've been condemning political violence long before it became trendy. But the Democrats are flat out admitting to the public, 
what they would normally just keep to themselves, which is, hey, we can't really run on our record here. So let's go back to like two years ago. The problem with going back to two years ago is the most shocking thing that happened on January 6th was the price of gas and groceries when you look back on it because of how bad they've screwed things up. That's true. That is true. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton Joe. Twelve Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. so good it's like a drug don't let my son smoke crack on me cause then he gets naked it always winds up on tv elton joe coming soon to a retirement home near you lost my damn mind i lost my damn mind now i can't find the word It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are joining us now in studio, riding Woo! high because his Bengals oh. have improved to one and two on the year. He is the Icky Woods of cable news, <laughs> battling Bill Hammer I, in the house. I hey, can hey, hey. do that shuffle still, by can the way. You sh- I was yeah, going to say, can you shuffle? Two to the right, uh-huh. two to the left, two to the right, two to the left, ding, ding, ding. Spike it. You know what was the ge- twirl the finger. Yeah, the genius of the icky shuffle really uh-huh. is it just looks like a man failing a field sobriety test <laughs> when you boil it down. Wow, have you used that before? I have not. You that just, is really as you were really as you were yeah as you were articulating it. I was uh-huh. like, that's genius because it's a dance everyone can do. That's right. So when the cop pulls you over, you say, "No, no. officer, I was just <laughs> doing the icky shuffle." <laughs> you know the Bengals, right? Man, come right. on, officer. Who doesn't know the Bengals, Jeez. Bill? Harris. I tell you, Monday feels good after you win, doesn't oh, it? You ain't kidding, man. Oh. Uh, mm. Even against the Jets, which is kind of like beating your children at the father-son well, game. Well, hang on, brother. I know you're on the road in the it, NFL. Here's I know. what I think. Mm-hmm. I think the first three games, it's a crapshoot for sure for every team yes. just about mm-hmm. there might be one or two where you could say no these guys are good and they're gonna win yeah, yeah. but for the most part no one knows who anyone is in that league that's a great until point. you play three games do you disagree no i'm with you because i don't think anybody saw the jaguars beating you know san diego by 30 points or whatever it was yesterday it's a lot of upsets around mm-hmm. the league and again we were joking on newsroom this morning about the dolphins beating the bills and sending their offensive coordinator into hysterics oh, unbelievable i'm gonna go out on a limb and say he did not have the dolphins and the 
under on that game. <laughs> it didn't, didn't look like a man. So you think it was the coach on the take? Or was no, the, no, uh, no. <laughs> they just had a rough that day. Was, we saw the video, yep. man. He, he was none too happy with his notebook. Epic. The notebooks are going to get – they're getting bashed this year. Yeah. You know, we had that Brady Damn. moment where he was trashing one on the sideline. Uh-huh. It's a It's, a it's not year. their fault. No. I, it's amazing, though. That everyone's taking it out on the technology yes. these days. I don't like it, Bill Hemmer. Yeah. But it's nice to Call IT. Nice, uh, nice to be back. Run this you. by me. Okay. Yes. Last night, Lincoln Fail is at the Yankee game. I'm with Lincoln Fail. Mm. We're in left field. Lincoln declares to, to me and anyone with an earshot that if he catches the judge home run ball, he's giving it back as long as judge agrees to sign for another 10 years with the team. Now, my question is, have I failed him as a parent that he's willing to give back a home run no, ball? No, what you've done, if you've, you've raised him in Yankee pinstripe blood. Okay. I wow. Mean, I think of How that old? as solace. He's 13. You have really infected his mind. Maybe, yeah. Not maybe. in a bad way. It's okay. just that your son knows life is better when his dad is happy <laughs> and his dad Jimmy is happy when the Yankees are winning so you're saying my you, my son knows i have a gambling problem and he realizes oh, we need judge around i didn't i'm kidding i didn't, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I didn't even think about that <laughs> i'm kidding I'm but now that you Yankees. mentioned it do you have an not issue and you do not know because i know, I know people who can <laughs> <laughs> no, the only real gambling I do these days is when I eat a chicken kebab in Times Square. That's not, <laughs> you that's know, cheap. I do the dirty water hot dog yeah, at the yeah. corner for $3, and I, I mostly trust it, but I, only because I go back to the same guy. The same guy. He's yet to fail me. <laughs> it's something about the exhaust that breathes on that hot dog thing. <laughs> I half joke, but I used to say when the pandemic was getting going, I'm like, hey, if you're eating food in Times Square every day, your immune system's probably strong <laughs> pretty, enough. Probably pretty good. For all that Pfizer money, how about the Sabret money? We could have been sending Sabret money. We'd have been out of the woods a lot sooner. That's funny. Do you think Judge is stuck at 60 forever? <sighs> I told you today the Maris family is getting tired. <laughs> I mean, story. they get the cutaway in the, in the suite yep. every they, other inning. Because the thing is, I do on this level feel Jimmy, I don't think they've sat down for two weeks. And they're out of clothes. You only pack so many clothes <laughs> when the guy's two home runs away. No one's talking about that. Yeah, it's they're in good. the suite. They're getting treated right. But I'm starting to see repeats on the polo shirts, Maris family. Can we throw these folks a Yankee sweatshirt? Give them a little something. So you're embarrassing them now, Judge. Yes, that ain't right. Uh, give me this, Bill Hammer. Let's talk yeah. politics. Jen Psaki, I thought, said a quiet thing out loud over the weekend. She said uh-huh. if the midterms were a referendum on Joe Biden, they got a big problem. Yeah. In my head, I was saying way back when she left the administration, nobody stays in these positions forever, okay, but it's also not menudo. You don't get forced out because you hit a certain age. I did think she left strategically when she did because she was going to be more viable in media while he wasn't quite at the pole depths that he's at now. Um, but do you think she was I, I, saying the quiet part out loud that they well, all know this? I think um, as I look back at the events over the weekend mm-hmm. – I, it almost seems coordinated to me mm-hmm. because Saki agreed to do a Sunday show and say what she said. Yeah. And Gavin Newsom was in Texas mm-hmm. saying, hey, man, we got to get our act together. We have no message. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beto O'Rourke was putting the blame at mm-hmm. the feet of Joe Biden for not communicating with Latinos in America. Mm-hmm. It, it 
struck me as a one, two, three punch, and yeah. perhaps they all knew what they were doing. Wow. And I, I, I do Am I wrong? Feel, no, Am I, I agree. Wrong? I think the political long knives are out for this guy at this point. Sam, I agree you with know. you. Coming from within the party, if you look at the Washington Post mm-hmm. ABC poll from Sunday, yeah, was it Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Sunday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the write-up in ABC. Lily, did we print ABC or Washington Post this morning? Which are the post? I believe it was, was the post. it from the post or yeah. from ABC. It was the post. If you look at the the lead paragraph, is not you know the economy is going to decide this thing or crime's a real mess for Democrats. The lead article, well, sorry, the lead point was that Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. Wow, I, I, and that's the I, post. I take this away. I, I yeah. they're trying to push him out. Yeah, so do you, I don't think Joe Biden is willing to do that until he understands yeah. what Donald Trump's intent will be. For a thousand percent, we're talking to Bill Hemmer in studio. If you're just joining us, I was just going to say that the only guy he could probably run again is Trump. But he might be denied the right to even make that decision if they lose, you know, by a landslide in the mid. If it's truly a yeah. red wave, then I think he's, you know, they handed him his walking. Yeah. Um, listen, Obama faced a red wave and and won. Uh, Bill Clinton faced a red wave did. and won. Yep. Um, I I think what you're hearing from most people is that if the wave hits again, it's it's further proof that Biden should step aside. But yeah. listen, he's a proud man. But no, I give him. That. It's going to take a lot. But I think the caveat between Bill Clinton and Obama is they were both uh, popular within their own party. We weren't seeing these declarations within the party of, you know, sitting president shouldn't run again. I think that's a little more age specific to Biden, too, uh, without getting sidetracked. But either way you slice it, I, I would. I would deduce from what we read over the weekend and what you just cited in terms of the coordinated message from Beto and Newsom and Saki that he has to win in the midterms to have any chance of running. Yeah, I I looked through it. I I I broke this down into five parts. I'll go quickly so I don't bore you. Uh, uh, Five points, rather. Point number one, Biden viability. What is it Mm -hmm. in 2024? Biden approval ratings at 39 percent. Ouch. Okay, point number three. Since 1946, <clears throat> I know at the Yankee game you'll talk about this. <laughs> when a president has more than a 50% job approval, his party has lost an average of 14 seats. Wow, with, with That's him above plus, water. Plus 50%. Oh, no. When you're below 50%, the party has lost an average of 37 seats. What wow. it does not tell you is when you're below 40%, which is where he is now. Point wow. number four, the economy is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, abortion less so as of now and six weeks tomorrow. Tomorrow is the big 42-day countdown. And point number five, Hispanics are up for grabs. That's what I took from that. Wow. They're in bad shape. Uh, You know, and I feel like this is a crisis of their own making politically because I feel like they prioritize the wrong things. Like right now, he's crowing about climate change. We just allocated $11 billion for poor countries. And I'm not telling you that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just telling you at a time when 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, nobody enjoys watching money fly out the window, especially when it's their money. It's their tax money for all intents and purposes. Well, for the past two years, that's been a major priority for him. I yeah. believe the left raises a lot of money based on climate that's change. That's what it is. However, mm-hmm. if you wake up on the 9th of November and this is a shellacking 2.0, mm-hmm. 
you're going to hear very little about climate change. No question there. Bill Hemmer is in studio. I think probably the most challenging question you'll face in the interview mm. is uh, the Bengals uh, are playing the red-hot Miami Dolphins Woo! Thursday night. Since he laying three at home. I think, okay, keep going. Sorry. Fin- you got the fin- Bengals. Finish your analysis. Oh, listen, you got the Bengals at home giving three against the Dolphin team that just upset the Bills, yeah. also 3-0. and mm-hmm. Short week mm-hmm. for both teams. Mm-hmm. Bengals were on the road to the Jets, yep. and they were given seven points. Yes, they were. The line just kept going higher every, yes, it, every day for mm-hmm. a winless team. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think the big calculation is, Jimmy. Okay. Can you stream Amazon Prime on your TV? (laughs) I want to talk about this. I'm so glad you brought this up. This is where I really resent the NFL for making this move. I know it's been good for Amazon Prime, and apparently they were breaking subscription records off having the game there. But they've given everybody my age who has an older parent a job in tech support. Every one of us now has to spend Thursday nights with three hours. It's Amazon. It's an app. You got to stream it. Yeah. I missed so, the whole game. So here's what I did. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, I ran a test drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I fired up the Apple TV, and I fired it up on my iPad, and I did the screen share. And, Jimmy, it was seamless. You got it. Could not believe it. Not just that, but here's mm-hmm. what the future is. The mm-hmm. future is they're going to start. Did you know that the Yankees have a contract with Apple yep. TV? Yeah. And every Friday night game this season? Yep. Is only available on Apple TV. If, if Judge would have broke the home run record last Friday, it would have been have on Apple it. TV. Yeah, Jimmy, I did not know this. You, yep. as a Yankee fan and a betting man, probably knew it from the first game of the year. I was on it. The slow migration mm-hmm. of big sports into tech-heavy technology mm-hmm. is well underway. Yep, the consumer is going to have to adjust. Yep, different leagues will judge how people mm-hmm. adjust or not. Yep. But once they cross the Rubicon, yep. and you know that you got to find that Yankee game on Apple TV, mm-hmm. or you can only find that Jets game on Amazon, uh, Amazon oh, yeah. Prime. I won't look that hard. Do you know how rich these owners will be? Uh, gazillions of dollars. They sold the Denver Broncos for four billion this past year. The Broncos, and every, the, that's what that that, 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 that was. The, that was actually the reply. <laughs> the Broncos. These owners uh-huh. are going to be sitting on. $10 billion franchises within the next five years. That's insane. And is that slightly because it'll be tied into the retail commerce that's generated no, on the sites? No, it's because Amazon because and Apple, because the NFL is going to go back to these tech companies and say, you want our games? Mm-hmm. It's a big leap for us to give you our games. Yeah, However, gonna to we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And when you do it, we want your money. Wow. Now, I don't know if I should be starting a streaming service or how I react to this breaking news, Bill Hemmer, but this is good intel. Is that bad? No, it's good stuff. No, it's all like, stop I, it, Hemmer. It's the way I see the future. No, it is. It's, 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 it's where it's going. And the reason I'm not nervous about it is my son's 13. Lincoln is so far ahead of me in technology, they know how to take their phone and put it on your TV. Yeah. yeah, so, but which is also, it's fun but if you're looking for Jimmy, a game. You're a smart man. I'm, I'm all you right. You can figure this oh, out. Oh, no, I'll get there. But I'm just saying there's a lot of people who didn't grow up around this technology that, for all intents and purposes, sure. are borderline and Amish. This is the reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're Luddites yeah. at heart. This uh-huh. is the reason why these big leagues haven't gone there yet. But yep. they're trying it's, every year and every season they mm-hmm. start to inch toward Yeah, they're heading that way. That's the future. Wow, Bill, Bill Hemmer, you're even giving us stock tips here, whether you realize it or not. We got a lot done. So, uh, long story short, we lay the three points with the Bengals. Is that what you're thinking? Wow. Okay. So is Tua playing the quarterback? Yeah. 
Because well, I know there's a controversy over was it a head injury video? or was it a back injury. Yeah, it was terrible looking. I don't know how he got back in the he game. He crumbled on yes, the field. twice. He looked like Trevor Burbank. Here's my question uh-huh. for you. Because <laughs> there's a guy Tyson knocked out once. He got up and fell down three times. Not Buster Douglas, no, but no. Trevor Burbank. Not from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, look out for your Ohio guys. Very good. Yep. Um, what I understand is that the league has a neutral observer mm-hmm. to watch all of this during the game. Mm-hmm. Where was the observer in the locker room yeah. to find out whether or not this quarterback was okay. Mm-hmm. Came in back in after the halftime and finished the game. So yeah. I, I, I think the clock is still ticking upstairs. Yeah, I think stay, but stay, I think stay tuned. So, especially uh, in a short week. Here is the final answer for okay. you since you asked me. Cincinnati mm-hmm. at home laying three. Mm-hmm. On Thursday night, mm-hmm. the, your Cincinnati Bengals, your <laughs> AFC defending <laughs> champions, will be on the field with a uniform they've never worn before. Yep. White pants, white jersey, and white stripe helmets on top. Wow. Hello, Bengal Tiger. (laughs) So we'll see if it matters. The fans will be jacked up. Uh Hopefully it makes a difference with the players. If Uh I were you, Mm -hmm. I'd lay the three and go with Joe Burrow. Wow. Boom. In a fashion fight, no less. You take them in the game and the fashion war. They're going to beat them on the field and the catwalk, Hammer. That's big talk. You don't mess with a Bengal on a catwalk, You and I will be talking Friday morning about this. (laughs) Assuming I'm not working a side job. Great stuff, my man. Thank you, brother. The great Bill Hammer. Back after this. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. Gotta love Bill Hemmer, whose two best bets are the Cincinnati Bengals and the under- the under one term on Joe Biden, who was in a real bad spot. Biden is such a disaster. Here is Nancy Pelosi on Friday asked about Biden running again. I have so much great sound today. But this is everything you need to know about whether or not the party is done with Joe Biden. Clip 17. President Biden is the president of the United States. He did a great service to our country. He defeated Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. If you care about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the education of our children, jobs for our, our, um, their families, pensions for their seniors, any subject you can name. I'm, I'm not going into politics about whether the president should, uh, should run or not. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Think about that. It's so funny. No, Biden's a president. He's done a great service to our country. But I'm not going to get into the politics of whether or not he should run again. Straight clown. Okay. If you think he's done a great service to our country, then there could be no argument over whether or not he should be running again. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's so good. We just we can't decide if we want him back. What are you talking about? Okay. Pelosi, who got booed off the stage, by the way. This weekend here in New York, she was brought on stage at a concert in Central Park. Mid-concert starts giving a lecture about climate change to the crowd, yelling about pollution to a New York City concert audience that's literally getting polluted. Like, again, if they're concerned with green energy, it's because they're smoking it. Get her out. Get her out of here. 
here. It's essentially what they said that Nancy Pelosi was booed off stage. But she doesn't want to own a potential Biden rerun, and neither does anybody else in the party. We'll have more proof in the next hour. Cable news super hunk Sean Duffy is coming by, fresh off the outnumbered couch. Former member of Congress is going to take us inside this congressional battle over the economy. And in the words of Axel Rose, where do we go now? Sean Duffy will tell us next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wow. The champ is back in action. Fired up. We got a big hour coming up. Sean Duffy's going to be here. He is a former superstar congressman turned cable news super hunk. We'll also be joined by you, uh, your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, all welcome in this hour of Fox Across America. We're going to talk a minute about the economy because there is a new poll out on Joe Biden's handling of the economy. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Big trouble. Uh, According to voters, we'll get into it at 888-788-9910. That's the number. You want to call in. It's the number if you don't want to call in. If you just want to tell me, like, hey, this show sucks. I like it. I, you know, you could always heckle this show. I miss that. You know, as a longtime cab driver, I would get yelled at like every other intersection. Someone would call you a psycho or a lunatic or whatever the heck went on. And it was fun. You know, I, I don't mind a, a scrappy day at the track if you guys got something bad to say. Uh, when it comes to the polls, according to ABC News and The Washington Post, they got a lot to say uh, about Biden. And uh, none of it is good. And I want to dive in here because we are 43 days away from the midterms. And the old adage in politics is that people always vote their pocketbook. Okay, if your wallet's doing well, traditionally the guy in power gets a bounce. If your wallet's not doing particularly well, the guy in power generally gets dragged out of town. Okay, that's the way it's been since the beginning of time. Well, as we head in uh, to this crucial stretch, the six-week mark begins tomorrow. Only 39 percent of Americans, 39 percent of Americans approve of Joe Biden's job performance. So starting at the tippy top, 39 percent of Americans think Joe Biden is doing a good job. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem when it comes to the economy. His approval rating is 36 percent with 57 percent of voters disapproving. So do you understand if everybody votes their wallet? Okay, they don't vote climate change. People don't go to the polls over climate change. They don't go to the polls over late-term abortion. You know, a couple psychos do on the left. They're crazy. Okay, those are the same people who want to perform drag shows for your kindergartners. Okay, the people who want you to believe there's no biological difference between a man and a woman. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. We all know that. Okay, and if anything... The fact that the Democrats are trying to blur those biological lines will get more people to the polls to vote against them. And I make that claim because all of these issues the Democrats keep pushing are not the economy. Okay, you got to read the room. You know, people say in comedy, oh, comedians got to read the room. That's not actually true. When you're a comedian, your job is to lead the room. You're the only guy with the microphone. You set the terms of the negotiation. You can establish what's going to be cool and what's not going to be cool in a room really quick if you know what you're doing. Okay. If you're a politician, though, you very much have to read the room. Okay. In the sense that if the audience is yelling over and over and over, do something about the economy and you don't, you got a real big problem on your hands. Correct the mundo. And that's where Joe Biden finds himself right now. 
okay? When I'm down in Oklahoma, okay, we're going to be doing a big event with KRMG in Tulsa, okay, at the Cape Brewing Company. That's Friday night, October the 7th, okay? When you're out there telling jokes, talking to people, it's comedy, man. Tell some jokes, make them happy. Okay, Joe Biden is in a bad spot where he's not doing that. Saturday night, I'll be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Think about that. Okay, that's in Enid, Oklahoma. If you're listening on 96.9 The Eagle down there, you want to go check that out. Again, you will see somebody leading a room. Okay, politics is very much of two things. One, yes, you do need to be a leader. You do need to lead the room. You need to say, hey, this is what we're doing based on the data we have, and away we go. But what Biden is doing is not even discussing the issue. They came out with an Inflation Reduction Act that will drive up the cost of actual inflation in this country. What a fraud. Think about that. And then what did they crow about? Well, we're spending all this money on climate change. Woo, folks, if climate change was the priority that the Democrats say it is, they wouldn't have had to pass a climate change bill under a different name. Bingo. Think about that. They called it the Inflation Reduction Act because people like inflation. But when the Congressional Budget Office scored it, hey, does this reduce inflation? The answer would be no. Not even a little. And that's why when it comes to their handling of the economy, it's a lot like the handling of the border. They won't admit it's a problem. And when they do admit it's a problem, what does it become? Well, MAGA. That's it. No, Putin. MAGA. You don't understand. Like when Biden said it was Putin's price hike on inflation, prices had gone up 14 straight months before he got out there and said, oh, it's Putin's fault. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. No differently than when he gets out there on the border and they're like, oh, we inherited a broken system from the previous administration. Wrong. The previous administration had cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent. So when you're out there not speaking to your own culpability, they did this in Afghanistan. They told you the retreat was a success, even though thousands of Americans were trapped behind enemy lines. Thirteen service members died. And oh, by the way, eighty five billion dollars worth of our weapons are still sitting there with the Taliban. That can't be good. But again, he got on TV and was like, no, no, this worked. It was the most successful airlift in history. This guy's a serious ass. And most people are just done with it. That's the problem. In an era where people vote their wallet, if people's wallets are being decimated by inflation, okay, average person losing about $4,200 in earnings this year because of Joe Biden's mishandling of inflation, people aren't going to overlook that because you had Elton John do a concert on the White House lawn or you had James Taylor do a concert the week before on the White House lawn and you spent every intervening moment yelling MAGA. Okay, they're not going to overlook it. But let me give you Corrine Jean-Pierre, because this is the reason Biden is as unpopular as he is. Okay, Corrine Jean-Pierre again and again and again trying to run the same confidence scheme as the rest of the administration and tell us things are actually going good. That's the that's the hook. Come on. Don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they're doing. So Corrine Jean-Pierre is asked about this on Friday. Hey, man, the economy's a mess. People are losing money. Retirees can't live on a fixed income. They can't. Okay, people's 401ks have been cut in half by this president. What's the deal? What do you guys do here? She tries telling us, oh, no, it's all working out. Here it is. It's clip 25. We're doing everything that we can to give the American public a little bit more breathing room without sacrificing all of the historic gains that we made uh, this past year and life-changing 
economics gains this country has made over uh, the last 19 months, this past year, year and a half. I mean... It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. There have been life-changing economic gains since Biden took office? That is a fact check false. For who? The drug cartels? Who has had life-changing economic gains? Inflation is at a 40-year high. Okay, you know what eggs alone, eggs are up 39 percent. Gas is up 25 percent. Your airfare is up 25 percent. Your core foods, okay, are up over 11 percent. The average American, okay, is spending an extra 460 months, $460 a month per person under Joe Biden. So if you got a family of four, do you understand? Family of four. You're spending in totality over $1,800 a month expert under Joe Biden. Biden sucks. Okay, but here's more Corrine Jean-Pierre. No, it's made on all this money for people. I mean, it's insane. Okay, but here she is flat out saying, oh, whatever hurricane events happen this fall, they're going to be helped out by Biden's climate spending. First of all, just so we're clear, this is a stupid statement. We can't control the weather. Back in the day, as someone told you they could control the weather, you actually just like lock them up and went like, all right, this person's nuts. OK, but getting past that, none of the things they just voted on have kicked in yet. So none of it, not a single solitary thing. So when Corrine Jean-Pierre says, oh, Biden's going to help with the weather. I mean, I'm telling you now we're living in the death of shame. This is a lie. It's clip 26. It is one of the most the most historic investment to fight climate change. As we are talking about extreme weather, I've gotten multiple questions on Puerto Rico and what the people people of Puerto Rico, our brothers and sisters, are going through. Uh, what what may happen in this hurricane season? A lot of that is is going to uh, be helped. Uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, Again, the Inflation Reduction Act. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I really want you to think about that. The Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to help with the weather. Whatever happens this hurricane season, it could have been much worse if it wasn't for Biden's bill. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Now, I grant you that the Inflation Reduction Act is a fraud. It doesn't reduce inflation. It is a climate change bill at its core. But not a single solitary policy has kicked in yet. So what are you telling me? That Mother Nature, birthing person nature, just watches a lot of cable news and she heard they passed an inflation reduction bill. So she's like, I guess I should back off on the storms this year because Corrine Jean-Pierre just told me there's a bill. She's worse than Kamala. She is weapons grade stupid. But again, she's getting out there and saying these things because the politics are more important than the people. Hey, the economy, it's dragging us down. Her response to that is to push the agenda. This is uh, let me give you some Chuck Todd here. This is magical stuff. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Okay, which who the only people you're going to meet if you tune in. There's no audience, but you might meet some press. Okay, Chuck Todd flat out trying to tell us, well, you know, we've got this inflation crisis, we've got this border crisis. Maybe what we need to do is we just bring in more immigration because that'll help with inflation. Wait, what? In what world? Does it help with inflation, okay, to bring in more illegal migrants who only increase the government subsidies? We're already spending money that we don't have. 
Now this idea that, oh, it turns out the open border is a good thing. Because then we'll, we'll have, wait, what? That is financial lunacy. Listen to this clip. It's clip 24. You can see this labor force participation rate. It's been dropping pre-pandemic. We are at 63.4. We're still sitting at 62.4. One percentage point, by the way, represents 2.6 million people missing from this workforce. And guess where these workers are missing from? They're short 45,000 workers in Boston. They're short under 400,000 in New York. They're short 170,000 in Washington, D.C. Even Miami uh, where, uh, is short some 20,000 there. So the point is... These migrants could actually be helping our labor force problem, which would help our supply chain, which could help inflation. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, it turns out that this open border, so, you know, the fentanyl is the leading cause of adult death in America, but it can help the inflation crisis if we let in more migrants. No, what you need to do is encourage people to migrate here legally, legally. Because if you're working legally, you are paying taxes. And yes, you can help prop up the system. If you are encouraging illegal immigration, which is what the Democrats are encouraging, then that is not the type of income that pays into the system. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. But here is Donna Brazil with a straight face telling us Biden knows what he's doing. He's playing the long game. Clip 28. I think Democrats understand that the stakes are high. This is a consequential midterm, and we know we have to defy history. That being said, look at the alternative. What are the Republicans uh, planning to do to harm you, to harm the economy? Joe Biden has really done a fabulous job, I think, in (laughs) making sure that everyday Americans can feel the 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 things that he's doing, whether it's lowering gas prices, making sure that our supply chain is now moving forward. He just stopped a rail strike, which really would have crippled our economy. So, look, we know we have a big job to do in motivating people to get out to vote. But most importantly, Joe Biden is playing the long game. That's why I'm still with Julie Joe Pace, Biden. We just I'm riding Bi- with Biden, baby. <laughs> you don't have a clue. Listen, I've had Donna Brazil on this show, and I really enjoyed talking to her. I know that flies in the face of a lot of your politics, but I found her to be pleasant and nice. But in terms of being an establishment shill, like that should be the picture in the dictionary. Okay, Joe, 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And this guy just spent $11 billion on climate change to poor countries. That's what that was the big White House announcement today. Hey, I know 65 percent of you live in paycheck to paycheck. I know your 401k was just cut in half. But more importantly, we just spent 11 billion dollars on climate change to a bunch of countries on the other side of the world that don't even care about climate change. Okay, listen, if you're out there yelling and lying to me that Joe Biden's doing a good job on the economy, you're lying because telling the truth on the economy isn't going to help you at the polls. The truth on the economy is we're screwed because the money we could benefit from having is being sent everywhere else. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you watched me on America's Newsroom this morning with Bill Hemmer and Julie Banderas, pinch-hitting for Dana DiPerino, uh, we were talking about the fact that Nancy Pelosi got booed off stage at a concert in Central Park. Well, joining us now is a member of that audience. Brett was in the park on Saturday night. Yo, Brett. Woo! 
Hey, Jimmy. How we doing today? Good, good, good. You sound like you still have a contact high from the mosh pit. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Um, so we, go ahead. You were there? Oh, yes, we were there. Uh, wife and I, we got tickets. We were there to see Metallica. Yeah, you were. So was a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> and But we didn't come there to uh, be lectured to or... Uh, or anything like that, but every time they bring somebody out, it's like, now, please welcome CEO of such and such, and uh-huh. it's just like, boo. <laughs> so they're lecturing us off and on, and it's like music is few and far between. Uh-huh. But we're standing there while somebody's talking, and I look, we're about 50 yards from the stage where uh, where the uh, some of the speakers come out to, uh-huh. and I look over, and I'm like, oh, my God. That looks like Pelosi. <laughs> like, like, what? Ah. Like, she's got the bobbed hair. She's wearing white. She's short enough. And like 15 seconds later, it's like, please welcome Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And instantly it was boo <laughs> and other expletives. And uh, a lot of people waving with one finger. Myself may be included. But, uh, it was it's all she could do is just read from the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. It was a huge 15, 20-foot teleprompter that they're all reading off of. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we, I couldn't hear a word she said except for towards the end where she's, like, saying, oh, my grandchildren are here, and they told me to keep it short so they could hear more music. <laughs> and I was like, just for an instant, almost felt bad for those grandchildren. But... <laughs> No, not no. so much. You know, much you, know, you know how many hot stock tips these kids are getting on their birthdays every year? They're doing it right. Oh, of course. As, as long as they don't they're have gonna, to get... They're well off. As, as long as they're not getting driven to soccer practice by Grandpa Paul, uh, those kids are going to be just fine. Uh, Brett, oh, yes. I, I can't think of anything worse to happen at a Metallica concert than Nancy Pelosi oh. coming on stage. Like, when you talk My about... My wife turned to me a couple times saying, I am so sorry for bringing you to this concert. I'm just like, never again for one of these festivals. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't have to sit through like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle because they usually show up too and yell about climate change while their private jet is literally running on the paddock behind oh, yes. the stage. <laughs> yes, and the pre-recorded message from uh, Joe and Jill yes. was pretty much equally uh, received the same. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, listen, you'd rather him pre-recorded than being on stage and saying, hello, Philadelphia, while you're standing yeah. in the middle of Central Park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to put it in Metallica oh, yeah. terms, that is sad but true. Uh, sad but true. There you go. Great stuff, Brett. We'll do it again soon, brother man. Sean Duffy classing up the program when we come back on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, you got to feel for the women of Outnumbered who just spent an hour on TV, didn't get looked at once because sitting in the center of that couch, a true cable news super hunk, former congressional superstar turned Fox News multimedia matinee idol. He is in our studio right now. Sean Duffy is here. Hey, girl. Oh, hey, girl. Jimmy Winner, how are you doing? I'm here in the, I'm here in the rock star uh, studio with you. It's so cool. 
<laughs> by the way, I was like, you've been waiting all week for this interview. Yeah, yeah. Waiting to me like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because right? it's the start of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we're peaking yeah. on a Monday. That's the yeah, problem. This show is like a childhood star. A child star. We peak right. too soon. Way too we soon. Hammer. Now we have Duffy. What are we supposed to do Tuesday through Friday? Dude, you had Hammer on was earlier. Was here. Yeah, no, you got embarrassment of radio riches. Thank goodness we uh, saved the best for later. Oh, oh Sean Duffy. The shots hammer. fired. Now I, I, you, I you listen. You, you should. If I had your socks, because you got socks. Like, when I, I go on Outnumbered, I just want to talk about this really quick. I, because of those wide bum shots where they show the whole cast on the couch, I am always cognizant of that shot, and I'll wear, like, loud boots. Like, I'll wear white Doc Martin platforms, sometimes a funky cowboy. But you did something slicker, and you went with a neat sock today. Well, what I see you do is I think you wore jeans the last time. Like, yep. I'm a jeans guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how did Jimmy get away with wearing jeans on mm. the couch for yeah. Outnumbered? But I guess you're Jimmy Fallon, so it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. You do what you want. You like, just got to own it. Like, platforms. Like, you're, like, yeah, yeah. Elvis shoes with jeans with, you know, a stylish cut. And, you know, I can't pull that off. I would like to, but I can't. Well, listen, man. Uh, you got to own your space. That's what it's and about. And you own it. And will you understand, most of what I'm doing is a confidence scheme. Like, you walked in this door as a former congressman. I, I did. I walked in this door, and they were like, sorry, we don't need any window washers, but you're welcome to, you know, <laughs> take a glass of po- Poland spring water for your troubles. I and think I I'm stuck living, around. Yeah, I think I'm living in your space, though. Because whenever, when I get, when I get, I've, I've got to fill in for you a couple times, which is actually really awesome. I'd love to uh, host your show for you as you're off doing something crazy. But I always have to comment about all the, you know, sixth grade toys that you have on your desk that I absolutely love. It's like you get in the zone here. You get in the feeling. It's like I'm going back well, to the is, 80s. This is what we're doing. We're basically doing – do you remember the first time when you were a young kid that you had somebody over your house? Like like an actual yeah. play date where yeah. someone was over, you were in your room, and you were just doing stupid stuff, stuffed animal shows, G.I. Joes, whatever the heck it was. The inside um, – you know, the inside baseball on this show is that whoever's the guest is just locked in my childhood bedroom and we're playing stupid totally. games. Totally, They happen to involve politics and some of the most consequential decisions of our lives, but we're doing it from a disposition that's a better one. From your sixth grade bedroom. Yes, because right. you make better decisions when you're in a fun, relaxed frame of mind. Well, sixth graders would make better decisions than Joe Biden and Democrats oh, right now. So that there is true. Is. But, you know, for you, Jimmy, I think you did to channel that is fantastic. And you know what? I always so much fun. Can I tell you, you, you yeah. joined me a couple weeks ago on, I was hosting the Fox Business at five hour, uh, uh, mm-hmm. hour which I am this week as well. And you came on with my wife, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And it was basically uh, Jimmy Fela counseling for the Duffies. It, and it, it was so the greatest. Was. Did, like eight minutes I had on the show. Which, did, and the the producer was like, this was awesome. We got to have Jimmy Fallon back. Oh, and man. Rachel, it was like it was. counseling 101. No one paid the invoice, though, for the therapy. <laughs> no, I, no. Only, I, I didn't bill a full hour. It was only an eight-minute hit. But do you think I got paid? Nope. O- only in hugs and kisses. That's it. <laughs> just like in sixth grade, just hugs and kisses <laughs> from mom and dad. Sean Duffy <laughs> is in studio giving me the business, as he always does, uh, skimping out on his therapy invoice, I kid. Uh, let's, true. let's do some therapy. You brought up Joe Biden. Bill Hemmer was saying earlier that Biden's kind of politically finished. When you see Jen Psaki openly admitting that if the midterms are a referendum on Biden, the Democrats are screwed, that's her saying. Can yeah. I ask you, as you sit yeah. here with Bill Hemmer, do you, are you like, I wish I looked like Bill Hemmer and I, and I talked like Bill Hemmer? Because he's like, he's like the full 
you know, deal. The full Monty is well, Bill Hammer. I mean, well, he's got three hours and, you know. In, yeah, in, yeah, we'll in, understand. In I mean, as, as, guys, as guys like Hammer go, you know, what I find is the juxtaposition is wonderful. Like, he's like an established cruise line. And I'm like the Somali pirate in the inflatable raft, you know, if, if cable news personalities or entities. I kind of see you as the jet boat. Fine, a jet, maybe a little bit of a jet boat. Bouncing over the waves. I'm, well, I'm the jet boat in the great outdoors where John Candy can't water ski and he's getting dragged across the ocean. He said faster! And he's yelling, you bastard! Bastard! I think he said faster! That great, would be me. Great, great scene going over the jumps. Yep, 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 um, yep. But, but to, to, to your point, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think Jen Psaki was half true, right? If the, mm-hmm. if the election is, she said, if the election is about Joe Biden, Biden, mm-hmm. Democrats lose. If it's about extremism, Democrats win. The problem is Democrats are the extremists. Yes. And Republicans have to do the job of pointing out the extremists of the left. I mean, you can say, okay, Republicans' position on abortion, Democrats will say is extreme. They're, they believe in life at conception. But Democrats believe you can have an abortion to the point of birth. Yes. And the taxpayer should pay for it. Democrats believe that you should have an open border, mm-hmm. that you should allow terrorists and unvetted people come into the country to the tune of millions. Yes. They believe you should defund the police. We should let criminals out of jail. They believe that, you know, we should spend to the end of the earth, and that'll have no impact on the prices of goods or the value of the dollar, which it does. We've seen that through inflation. We should attack yep. oil and gas companies yeah. and therefore raise the price of energy at the pump. All these things are very radical. And so I think if Republicans do this, Jimmy, if they say, listen, we're going to use our the money that we've raised for our campaigns, and we're going to go on television and social media and point out the extremism of the left mm-hmm. and tie my challenger to the to to Joe Biden, mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah. They go on if they, you know the earned media when you go yeah. into the local TV station to yep. get a free hit. You don't yep. pay for it. You got to talk about these things and be on message every single time. Yep. And I also believe this, Jimmy, and, and, and this happened back, back in 2010 when I ran. You got to go to where the candidates are at and ask them to be very be very nice, be very respectful, but ask them the questions about the Green New Deal. Ask yep. them about questions about spending. Ask them questions about the border, and then put a camera in their face and record their answers because the media is not asking these questions. So you can be a citizen journalist, ask the candidates that are on the ballot simple questions that they won't be able to answer. Then record it and then post it and let everyone see their bogus BS answers, and it's going to be a red wave. That Sean, was a long answer. I'm no, but you that. got it done. Sean Duffy uh, going full focus group on us and delivering the goods because it will work. It was full focus. I'm focused on you. Sexy. <laughs> I mean, how could you not be? Great hair. There's a lot of man candy on this side of the Great bench hair, today. Great hair, good teeth. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Sparkling right. white shirt. Listen, if you're a chubby chaser, Jimmy Fail is the only <laughs> only show in town on this channel. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we call got, him Jimmy Winner. Jimmy Winner, not Fela. I got a you, niche a carved out, Sean Duffy. Yeah, you do. Um, so I'm, I'm, I agree with you on all of this. You know, it's funny when you talk about extremism. Uh, without getting too far off subject, just abortion alone, a position you outlined for the Democrats, is their current support for abortion puts them on par with China and North Korea. Nobody in the European Union nobody. is on board. Nobody. Not a, not a person is on board with what they're telling us is an attack on women's rights. That's what's crazy is they put so much effort into messaging. But this is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think on some level – these these slanders have kind of lost their meaning. Like if you noticed everyone was a racist, but now everyone's a fascist because I don't think calling everyone is a, was a racist, I don't think it resonated anymore. So do you, are they running out of words is my question. That's a really good question. No, I, th- I think the, the slander works. Okay. Right? So if, if you say, hey, you're a Republican challenger and I'm going to hit you on abortion, Jimmy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say you don't believe you know, in you know, women's rights and you don't believe in abortion, you believe in, in life at conception, and that's all I talk about and you don't respond, that's a 
a winning issue because that's going to be at the forefront of the voter's mind, and mm-hmm. you just sit there and take the hits. Like you're, you're in the ring, yeah. and, and the other guy's beating the crap out of you, and you don't respond. Mm-hmm. But if you respond and say, listen, okay, you might not like my position, but let me talk about his position. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wants to have you pay the ta- taxpayers pay for abortion to the point of birth. Yeah. I'm a voter now, and I'm like, well, I might not like the Republican position, but I also don't like the Democrat position. You've mm-hmm. muddied the water. You don't like anybody's position because yeah. you're somewhere in between. And then you move on to the next issue, which is the economy. Yeah. You move on to crime. You move on to inflation. You move on to the issues that matter. And you've taken abortion off the, uh, off the table. Mm-hmm. The problem with Republicans right now, Jimmy, is they're not responding. Mm-hmm. They're running. Yeah. They're hiding as opposed to engaging. If, whatever you think of Donald Trump— mm-hmm. Donald Trump should have taught Republicans how to fight. Yeah. The media is not fair. Democrats aren't fair. You, so the only way you can make up any ground mm-hmm. is you got to hit back. you got to fight back. And if you don't, you lose. No, I, I agree. Um, you know who seems to have learned uh, how to fight from watching Trump? DeSantis, because he flies Tom. into the storm. 100%. Every single time. Calls, 100%. Calls him out. And I think that is what, what the one painful lesson Republicans haven't learned yet, and they should have learned this before Trump, is every nominee— is Trump. You know what I mean? They, Mitt, Mitt Romney was Hitler to these people till he was willing to join the Senate and criticize Trump once in a while. John McCain was the worst guy in the world. You know, whoever runs as a Republican is, you know, selling out to the rich. They hate women. They hate minority. Every single person. And uh, I think we should know that by now because there's this whole notion that, well, Trump can't run again because it's just going to be too chaotic if he runs. Show me the Republican nominee that's not going to get a chaotic reception. You can't. They they will hate Adam Kinzinger, who's a friend of mine, who they love right now. If he ran for president as a Republican or Liz Cheney Mm -hmm. ran as a Republican, they would absolutely skewer them and hate them. Uh Jimmy, I can say I'm going to work on my you slow down on your radio voice and you you have a nice deep and, and. I got to tell you what I love. I'm just listening to you in this conversation. I'm like mm-hmm. the voice yeah, yeah. is hypnotizing me, and I got to I got to try to get into the microphone. Because you want to know what it is? Down. My superpower. This is what you need to know. You can't overthink it. Don't think. I it. have no formal broadcast training. The whole hook of this show is that the people changing the station who come across it for the first time assume the real host must be tied up in the corner somewhere in a hostage situation, and I'm now the rambling manifesto who's taken over, and people just want to see how it's played out. I, I think they think that you're like 175 pounds, like. Like full of muscle, <laughs> like 28 years old with that voice. So like, this is sexy. Well, this is hot. You're this about is to Jimmy let a lot of Fela. people down at my next meet and greet. I got to <laughs> tell you. Thankfully, they can watch me on TV, Sean Duffy. Uh, let me throw this at you. Uh, Gavin Newsom, who insists he's not running as he shows up in Texas and takes right. out billboard space in Florida, is obviously running. And I think he's just waiting for the midterms to come and go. You know, because he he doesn't want to look like he's jumping, leapfrogging Biden. But is he sorely mistaken if he thinks this is purely his nomination? Because we also have uh, some of this uh, speculation out there in the media that Hillary Clinton is still planning on going as well. Answer me this question. Is there a world where she has made peace with never running again? No. Thank you. I say that. Thank you. She is going to run again. She is. I've been saying it. But isn't this odd, though? The party of Uh of diversity that you're going to have Hillary Clinton, a white white woman, (laughs) or an old white Gavin Newsom. Where is Stacey Abrams in the conversation? Where is, you know, let's get Al Sharpton back in the mix. (laughs) You know, let's let's bring in some diversity. I mean, how about Kamala? I mean, the, 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 the Democrats could actually vote for someone. Other than Kamala Harris, if Joe Biden doesn't run, mm-hmm. I don't know how you don't call them racist. Yeah. I thought they're the party of diversity, mm-hmm. not taking the number two candidate who's a black woman. Mm-hmm. 
and to go for some white guy think or a white that. woman. Think uh-huh. about that for a second. Yeah, Kamala is um, about to get Martha's Vineyarded out of the 2024 <laughs> primary season. They're going to call the National Guard on her and take her out? Put her in an air-conditioned bus and send her to Cape Cod. Right. She's like, I was the vice president. They're like, yeah, great, anyway. Thank you for your service. We're going to see you later. So We're going to give you a nice job. You're going to make millions of dollars. Just shut up. It's so true. So give me this last one then, okay, because you've – I, I'm in complete lockstep with you on the Hillary thing. I think she's engaged in this classic I- exercise in image rehabilitation, right. doing the thing, the show with Chelsea, where they interview other women, and you know, she's trying to show you some vulnerability that and was stuff disgusting. like that. that was and of, of course, and never forget that she once read the speech she would have given had she won the election. Do you remember mm, that last I, summer? Yeah. Which I've said on our air before. Imagine running into your ex from high school and they read the wedding vows. They would have read had you gotten married. You'd probably run for your life, would you not? Oh, 100%. Yeah. But here she is doing exactly that to the American That's voter. That's a great analogy, they're su- Well, they're supposed to run for their lives, but yeah. they're not running. Really quick, okay, you're from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, a state I love dearly. You know I love dairy. You know I love, I love as a lifelong New Yorker, I'm married to a, an Ohio girl. I love what people deride as the flyover states because they're having a much better time. Way better time. It's so much better. <laughs> it's just their space. Everybody's nice. Nice people. You know, Good food. Money goes further. The food's yeah. better. You know, you don't the have to, Walmart's cleaner. You're not going to get attacked by a time traveler on the subway. <laughs> Some hobbit running after me on 6th Avenue. Right. It's crazy. Okay. But does anybody, because I know the answer in Ohio, but does anybody in Wisconsin care about climate change? To be fair, yes. Okay. But a very small percentage of people oh, care yeah. about climate change. Mm-hmm. Listen, if things are going well in your life, Jimmy, if yeah. you've got a ton of money and yes. you've got a job and you're safe walking down the street and – you have enough mind space and your, and your kids are getting educated. You can think about climate change. Mm-hmm. But if you can't pay the mortgage, yeah. if you can't put gas in the car, if you can't feed the kids you know, anything other than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you can't afford any meat yeah, yeah. or cheese, you don't care about climate change mm-hmm. because the basics of your life aren't met. And by the way, they look around and they go, you know what? I- I've been around a while. Not much has changed with the climate, yeah. Right. I mean, th- this is this uh, Wisconsin's kind of like it was over the course of the last fifty years, hundred years. That's not much different, yeah. Where we live, and so I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, why don't you focus on the basics of my life? So to your point, no, they don't care. You have to be a rich, woke liberal yes. to privilege. care about it because. You have time to care about it, yeah. Because your life is okay. You don't. Have to, you don't. Have to, you don't. Have to, you don't have to be concerned about the basics of existence. <laughs> That's it. I figured it out because you know why we always say like you know all of these climate activists fly private jets, right? But that's how they've stumbled on to climate change to begin with. They have so much more free time that we don't. We have to check in at the gate. You have TSA. to wait for your bags. You got to go through TSA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pre-check whatever you got. I got to sit on the runway yeah. forever. They, no, of course no, they just pull up in a car, board the jet. I've been on a few of those planes. No. Board the jet, you're out of there. They're, they pull up in the suburban. Yeah, onto the private jet, uh-huh. and they fly. Yeah. You know, two people on, maybe yeah. two guests, and then they get off and get on a suburban, and yeah. then drive to their venue. I mean, this is the dumbest thing. And then they have massive homes that emit massive amounts of carbon, uh-huh. and they want you to live in a shoebox, Jimmy, and, and you Isn't know, ride so your bike. True? Your man Al Gore, who has a, his, his home in Tennessee. 20,000 square foot yeah. home or something. Uh, his home in Tennessee has an electric bill that makes Las Vegas look Amish. Right. <laughs> like, right. You don't understand. we got to cut down on the consumption. It's all a scam. Even Bill Gates, mm-hmm. who is all about climate change, he's like, well, I buy carbon credits. I'm like, dude, you buy – so what you're saying is I pay to emit carbon. If you think the world's going to end because of yeah. climate change, yeah. you would go, listen, I'm going to buy the carbon credit and I'm not going to emit carbon. I'm going to yeah, do them you. both because uh-huh. the world's going to end. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to fly my private jet. I'm going to have yeah. my massive home. I'm going to have my SUVs. 
and I'm just going to pay to not, you know, uh-huh. affect the climate, which is total BS. I'm not going to say the real total word. scam. Total uh, scam. We got listen. The the dump button can only be used so many times in one hour. Sean Duffy, we're about out of here. I, I love you, Jimmy. Uh, By the way, can I say I'm disappointed? Like you have those little buttons that you hit, like to yeah, play yeah. sounds. We didn't play any of this for Sean this. Duffy. Play me something. We kind of just kept it together, but we I did. think no. I did just get a note from the producer who said, Rap. "Get him out of here." <laughs> get him out. We're back after this. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like, it's a, it's a game changer. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Those tolerant and inclusive liberals who tell you Republicans hate gay people and minorities and everything in between. Here they are having a good laugh at calling Lindsey Graham gay on MSNBC over the weekend as if this is an insult to be gay. Uh, we're told every, you know, we got Pride Month, we got all these in- initiatives and tolerance and everything else. Here's just a straight slander on Lindsey Graham. This is clip 31. Now right. you're knocking out a ton of mm-hmm. other potential voters. And he's mm-hmm. ignoring what happened in Kansas. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, people. And in so yeah. many other swing states. Oh, I, I know. Mean, women registering to vote. And the fact that he is it. telling women what to do with their bodies. He's never mm-hmm. seen a vagina. Mm-hmm. He's never seen a naked woman. <laughs> and he is telling me. Someone fact check that. <laughs> right. Well, that's okay, not. He's a organization. We don't know that for sure. Okay. We do Unconfirmed report. Okay, right, an unconfirmed. Someone needs to find out. Someone I'm going to speculate. According to Judy Gold, that I'm surrounded by idiots. Okay, again. Oh, look, he's gay. We don't have an answer to that question, uh, not from a factual standpoint, but they're basically saying, oh, he shouldn't have a voice on abortion because. He's gay, and they laugh at him. Like, all of a sudden, gay's a slander. Well, it is if you're a Republican, but not if you're a Democrat. Man, oh boy, oh man. Democrats are so full of... Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go, here we go. Big hour coming up of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Some straight you and me time. No guests. I got a lot to talk about. Been off. It was a weekend. I was up in Yankee Stadium trying to catch a record-breaking home run from Aaron Judge. (laughs) $2,000 worth of hot dogs and beer later. uh, Back on the radio singing for my supper uh, at 888-788-9910. I mentioned baseball at the tippy top of the hour. Because Joe Biden uh, was welcoming the world champion Atlanta Braves at the White House just a few moments ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And I'm going to play you one of the most Biden-esque statements you've ever heard. This is breaking news. We just pulled this off the old interweb like 30 seconds ago. Uh, But before I dive into that, I have to remind you because the clock is ticking. On this Oklahoma visit. We just announced it like three days ago. Okay. But if you're listening on KRMG in Tulsa, we are going to be in Tulsa Friday night, October the 7th. 
will be at the Cape Brewing Company from 4 to 6 p.m. I'm going to be doing my show live from KRMG that day. We're going to be hanging out with the Tulsa crowd, doing a rowdy meet and greet afterwards at the Cape Brewing Company. If you're in the area, uh, log on to the KRMG website. Go to the KRMG app. It is a free event. You can come hang out with your radio buddy. If you want to see me do stand-up in Oklahoma, it is Saturday night, October the 8th. I'm going to be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Uh, we're partnering with the Eagle, 96.9 The Eagle on that bad boy. And you can get tickets at Ticketstorm.com. Ticketstorm.com, Saturday night, October the 8th. You can see your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon down in Enid, Oklahoma, just outside of Oklahoma City. It is going to get absolutely, positively nuts. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> The crowd was cheering when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, no doubt about that. Uh, But the crowd was kind of scratching their heads when Joe Biden received the Braves a little while ago. Take it away, Josh. Practically overnight, play by play, inning by inning, you you ground it out and you did it together. You made the playoffs and beat the the, the Brewers and the Dodgers. And then you beat the Astros to win it all. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. (laughs) You grind it out. You ground it out. Technically true. They do ground out a lot in Major League Baseball. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Braves did not beat the Braves. Biden's lost his marbles. Yeah, a little bit of a slip of the tongue. But the problem is when you have a president who's in his late hundreds, these little gaffes are always going to be associated with some type of a cognitive decline you know what i'm saying we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by go you know the you know the thing and i bring up you know cognitive decline and the perception that the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor because it is already shaping up the 2024 race in the democratic party dick morris has another piece out today now you got to understand dick morris is a guy that is you know like You know, in the movie Goodfellas, when Henry Hill goes to the Copacabana, he's a mobster and he's taking his girlfriend on a date. And uh, rather than waiting in line like all the regular people to show what an insider he is at the Copa, they cut through the kitchen. He gets his own special table, gives everybody a hundred dollar tip on the way. The next thing you know, they're sitting in the front row of a packed house and they're watching Henny Youngman tell jokes or whatever they're doing there at the Copacabana. Okay, when it comes to Clinton land, if the Clintons are the Copacabana crowded nightclub, uh, I (laughs) I think I think if Bill's running the club, it's not a nightclub. It's probably a strip club. But hubba hubba. The point is, Dick Morris is a guy who can cut through the kitchen. He doesn't wait in line. He is at the tippy top of the security clearance in Clinton land. And he himself has another piece out today saying that the Democrats are going to move Biden to the side and they're going to replace him with Hillary Clinton. Come on, man. Okay, let me give you this one. He was on ABC Radio on Sunday. He predicted the Democrats are getting ready to dump Biden and call on Hillary to run again in 2024. Now, I want you to understand this. Hillary Clinton is ready to run again. I don't feel no ways tired. Okay, I say this all the time. I mentioned it in the previous hour when we were talking to Sean Duffy. Okay, Hillary Clinton is engaged in a very aggressive exercise in image rehabilitation. She's doing all the late night shows, making fun of herself. 
She's hosting a show with Chelsea where they interview other powerful women. Like she took a, if you remember, she took a legal quiz against Kim Kardashian and lost. And of course, you know, everybody's like, oh, you lost to Kim Kardashian in a legal quiz. (laughs) Right. You know, how dare you? But then you can't underestimate Kim Kardashian as a lawyer. I mean, after all, she's gotten a lot of guys off. The point being is Hillary's trying to show the humility she did not show on the campaign trail in 2016 in the states she did visit. You know, there were states she didn't visit like Wisconsin. But the point being is she knows she's one of the most heavily focused grouped people known to man is the people's pantsuit. Okay, they're trying to rehabilitate her image by having her get the laughs. If you remember last summer, they made her read the speech she would have given she would have given had she won the presidency. That was embarrassing. Not to mention crazy. If the American people wanted you to give that speech to them, they would have voted you in. But anyway, let me give you this. So this is Dick Morris telling WABC, once Biden pulls out, the polling will show that the Democrats are leaning towards some crazy radical like Gavin Newsom, Bernie Sanders, maybe even... AOC herself. AOC is a dope. She'll never get the nomination. She's too stupid. They know that. She can't be out there over the course of a six-month campaign showing you how irrevocably stupid she is. She's weapons-grade stupid, and she's getting dumber. But anyway, uh, Dick Moore saying once uh, Biden pulls out, there's going to be a drive in the Democratic Party leaders to go to Hillary and say, hey, look, please run again. We need you to save us from the crazy left. Otherwise, we'll have Sanders as our candidate. We'll lose Congress by a ton. We'll get wiped out in the presidential race. Now, here's the curious part, okay? Because he is as insulated in the Clinton brain trust as anybody is Dick Morris. Here's the funny caveat. Hillary has managed to stay in the spotlight, making the rounds on the late night talk shows and The View to promote her new Apple TV series. And she recently compared Trump's most recent campaign event in Ohio to a Nazi rally. I mean, man. Can you imagine being that stupid? Not to mention just shameless. But why is she doing that? Because she's trying to co-opt the Democratic messaging, which is we can't run on the economy. We can't run on the border. We can't run on any of this climate change garbage or any of this gender change nonsense we're, you know, we're putting on children. So I'm going to get out there and do what every other Democrat is doing, which is call the Republicans a bunch of extremists. OK, listen, they were in lockstep over the weekend. We're Democrats saying Republicans are all the worst people in the world. Here's Keisha Lance Bottoms on MSNBC saying Republicans want to destroy America. Here it is. Clip 11. What we see again with this MAGA Republican agenda is an effort to disrupt our democracy. So whether it be through November and beyond November, I think it will always be important to call out any effort there is to destroy, essentially destroy the United States of America. I mean, what would you do with the brain if you had one? MAGA Republicans are the ones that want to destroy America. MAGA Republicans aren't the ones letting violent murderers out on bail. MAGA Republicans aren't the ones leaving the border wide open. Okay, MAGA Republicans didn't just send 11 billion more dollars in climate change money to a poor country, thus making this poor country even poorer. That is financial lunacy. 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Biden's printing money and sending it overseas. 
Okay, that's not helping America. And I'm not accusing Biden of wanting to destroy the country on purpose. I just think the Democrats are plagued by weapons grade stupidity that's making all of the wrong decisions. They're in a tailspin now. They have no confidence in themselves and they know nothing else. You know, when a boxer is out on his feet, he's punch drunk. So he doesn't know where he is, but he's still swinging. The Democrats are so punch drunk by how historically unpopular their policies are that the only punch they know how to throw is MAGA. They're all terrorists. Here's another one. Here's Jason Johnson on MSNBC saying MAGA Republicans are a dime store front for terrorists. Clip 16. What it does have an impact on, and this is what we talk about all the time, to the degree that it looks like our federal government isn't holding these people accountable, you have your independent voters, you have your African-American voters, your Latino voters who are like, man, I see this system bring down hellfire on my community all the time, but it's not bringing it down on them. Why should I believe in this party? Why should I believe in the ruling party? That's where this has an electoral impact, because it doesn't change MAGA voters' opinions at all. This is a cult. It's not a political party. It's a dime store front for a terrorist organization. I've been saying that for years. And so the the electoral impact is more on the people who need to be motivated, not by the people who are dedicated to yeah. a cult. Mm. Are you stupid or something? It's a cult is what it is. It's a dime store front for a terror group. <laughs> it's what it is. This is total crap. But it's all they have. And it's. I want to say something to you, man. It's really disgusting. Just disgusting and so intellectually lazy to just go out and label 74 million people as hate-filled bigots, 74 million people that you've never met. But do you understand, these people are so self-righteous, okay? They run on moral superiority. They need to be better than something. So in his mind, it makes sense to him to slander 74 million Trump voters as terrorists, a cult. They're the worst people in the world. And because these folks have no self-awareness, okay, the elites, the coastal elites in the media, they really do think they're better than you. They really do think they're better than me. Okay, so they can't hear themselves. Their emotional state is denying them the self-awareness that would otherwise tell them they sound crazy. Listen to me. I'm talking to you as someone who genuinely cares about you right now, okay? Always, always, always be open to the fact that your most strident views might be wrong. You have to question yourself. You have to question your opinions. You have to question your views so you don't come off like a lunatic. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. The Democrats can't. They cannot question themselves. They cannot question their self-righteousness. They know better. They believe that. They won't even fathom for a second that they've been wrong on anything. They don't say they were wrong on the Mueller probe. They spent three years telling you Trump was a definitive asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Not even a little. Not even a little right. They were all the way wrong. Think about the vaccine mandate. Well, you got to get the vaccine. Because if you don't get the vaccine, you'll spread COVID. Vaccinated people can't get COVID. Okay, listen, they were willing to shame you on that. Here's a montage of shaming you. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. (laughs) 
But they don't own that position either. In their worldview, they're right, you're wrong. This goes on and on about everything, about the border. You're right, they're wrong. Okay, the border policies that they dismantled were correct. Okay, we didn't have 2 million illegal immigrants crossing our border. Okay, in a year under the previous border policies, whether we're talking about remain in Mexico or the actual enforcement of Title 42, border was much safer. Ergo, the streets are much safer. Why? Because most people coming to this country actually mean well. Of course they do. They're trying to make a better life for their families. But we're also getting exploited at the border by the Mexican drug cartels, which is trafficking the fentanyl in that happens to be killing Americans at a record number. Okay, wanting to secure the border is correct. But according to the Democrats, it's racist. So we have a wide open border. Okay, but all they know is shame. And here's Hillary Clinton heaping the biggest pile yet. She tells a Texas Tribune festival that a Trump rally looks like Nazis. Clip 15. I remember as a as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how did people get basically um, drawn in by Hitler? How did that happen? And I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour. And you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? So there is a... Uh, real pressure, and I think I think it is fair to say we're in a struggle between democracy and autocracy. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, come on, man. We are living in the death of shame. We're living in the death of shame. Okay, no one was making a Nazi salute. And do you know what an insult it is to the victims of actual Nazis? Do you know how much it denigrates not only the suffering of those victims, but the triumph of the heroes that ended this? Okay, it's disgusting. But when you're saying things like Nazis, okay, what you're not saying is my policies, my character, my record, because she can't run on any of that. And that's what tells you she's going to run is she's doing everything every other Democrat is doing. Every other just slander, 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 because they got nothing. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the show that Standard and Poor describes as Standard and Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of this thing the rest of the way. Although I should warn you, you'll have a tough act to follow. Pam joining us now from Fairfield, New Jersey. Yo, Pam. Hey, hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Mawa now. Whoa, look at you. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still over here in Fox News headquarters, but let me ask you a question. Uh, because now Hillary's calling you Nazis, too. Oh. It's crazy. I Like, what are they going to do? They're running out of words. Everybody was a racist, and they were a fascist. Now they've just flat out said Nazi. We're kind of out of words, Pam. I know, because we can't even raise our hands now, okay? 
Now, does she realize that we're over 74 million people? Is this fair that she does this? Can't somebody call her out besides you guys? I mean, this is insane. But this is her... This is her buttering up the Democrats because she knows Biden's not going to run and she wants them to know she's right there to pick up the torch and just yell Nazi from now to the end of the midterms. It's really bananas. They're in a really desperate spot because you don't say things like this if you have ideas that can win the battle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I do. But, mm -hmm. Jimmy, I mean, I just don't understand how come nobody sees this? Not that nobody sees it, but mm-hmm. why are people speaking more out against us? Calling us Nazis because we're Republicans? I know. No, it's it's bananas. And to you know, to be clear, we see it on the right. You know, we push back. We say it's ridiculous. But you'd be surprised even on the left. A lot of people are kind of immune to this at this point. But it's because the only trick they have, you know, everybody's a racist or not. It just gets old after a while. At this point, we kind of find it funny. We're like, do me, do me. What am I? Call me a name. You know, it's stupid. But you get it, Pam. You are smart. We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon holding it down on a Monday. I was on the TV this morning on America's Newsroom. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Uh, you can go there, be a part of the community. You can message me. I'll get back to you. This is our show. That's the whole hook of the show is that a regular guy like me got his hands on this wild media platforms, the biggest one on the planet, and regular folks like you can chime in and be a part of the program. You can message me on the air, and you'll know I'm returning the messages myself when you read some of the grammar. You'll be like, oh, no, no, that's, that's the guy who went to community college and drove a cab. It has to be. Look at the way it's worded. And to be clear, going to community college is a brilliant move. Because you actually save a lot of money on a four-year school. You get transferable credits, and you can actually make something of your life without having massive amounts of student loan debt uh, to show for your investment of time. I just don't advocate going to college the way I did because although we had a really good time, you know, when it came to actually learning, not the best. Uh, I learned more driving a cab and, you know, just being a regular tax-paying member of society. Uh, Someone, Gavin Newsom, is desperately trying to court out in California right now uh, where he claims, you know, Democrats are getting crushed, not doing good heading in the midterms. It's, you know, old Fox News and that right-wing messaging machine. That's the problem. Now, I'm going to play all of Newsom's words because I want them to speak for themselves. Okay, this is a guy who declared over the weekend he's not running for president. There's no way he's lying to you. Okay, he doesn't want to say he's running right now because right now the midterms haven't happened. Joe Biden hasn't suffered uh, a historic loss of seats in the House, which will ultimately result in the Democrats saying, hey, Grandpa, you're not allowed to run again. Beat it. At which point everybody will start jockeying for position. Okay, but the truth is Gavin Newsom right now. Okay, his running ads in Florida. He just visited Texas. That's where these clips come from. And he wants you to believe the real problem is messaging. It's not that you can't walk out a door in his home state without seeing someone go big potty on the sidewalk. No, it couldn't be that. 
It couldn't be that there's millions of people living in tent cities in California shooting up drugs all over the streets. It's disgusting out there. High tax, high crime, people are running for their lives. Last week, he said what? He said, oh, people are leaving California because of the Trump visas. You're not telling me the truth. Dude, most people think a Trump visa is a limited edition credit card with the former president's picture on it. They have no idea what a Trump visa is. But again, constantly trying to pass the buck for his own mismanagement. And like Hillary Clinton, whose clip I played earlier, you can tell Gavin Newsom is trying to run because every effort he makes is to depict Republicans as extremists. Why are they calling Republicans extremists again and again and again? Because it's a lot easier to sell people fake white supremacy than it is to sell a record that has ruined the state that you live in. You are correct, sir. But here is Newsom. As everyone flees Los Angeles, here is Newsom telling you, oh, it's the Democrats and the messaging. That's a problem. Clip one. We are getting crushed. We are on the defense over and over and over again. It's immigration today. It was CRT yesterday. It will be ESG. Look that up tomorrow. They consistently push us against the wall. We have no compelling alternative narrative. And that's on all of us. Now, understand, though, because this is the one thing he says, which I think is so funny. Okay. well, we're getting pushed on inflation and CRT and now ESGs. But what does he leave out about every one of these issues that he's being pushed on? What does he leave out? Okay, the fact that their policies are terrible. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Critical race theory is racism. Do you understand? Martin Luther King, his I Have a Dream speech, it's iconic. So iconic, I can't even play it on the air because it's worth that much money. They own exclusive copyright to it. And they're well within their rights to do so. It's an iconic, beautiful, brilliant speech. Brilliant because he really connected with people with this eloquent yet such a simple term. I want to live in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. You're absolutely right. We all do. We all want to live in a world where you judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Critical race theory reverses all of that. Critical race theory says, oh, white kindergarten kids are racist. You don't even know it. Society is so systemically racist, you can't even see it. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But why does it do that? Because it allows Democrats to leverage racism with no deliverable. They don't have to improve the lives of black voters. They just have to keep telling them that America is racist against them. That's their deliverable. Hey, vote for us. We'll keep calling people racist. But what are they actually changing in the lives of anybody? Nothing. Nothing at all. Okay, low income Americans are getting hit the hardest. By the way, these rising crime rates, these historic murder spikes that have ensued in the aftermath of defunding police and the Black Lives Matter rhetorical war waged on cops. Okay, who has borne the brunt of that? The black community, sadly. Are the Democrats talking about any of that stuff right now? The answer would be no. No, immigration. Let's talk about it. Okay, all Americans are getting killed in every race, color, and creed. Who opened up the borders? The Democrats. Of course you're getting your ass kicked, Gavin Newsom. Do you know what ESGs are, by the way? 
Okay, that's essentially environmental, you know, social justice governance, basically corporations investing their money in social justice companies. Like we're not going to invest unless this is a company that espouses the same social justice positions that we do. What the hell is the world coming to? And end if these idiots get their way. Do you remember Rashida Tlaib last week asking Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, hey, will you pledge not to invest in any companies that support fossil fuels? And he was like, the answer would be no. Not even a little. He said that would be a road to hell for our country. And he said it. Why? Because he was correct. Just because the Democrats shout about their positions doesn't make their positions correct. He knows what he's talking about. That's all they're running on is moral superiority is social pressure. But let me give you more Gavin Newsom. Okay, why are we going on offense? Yo, Gavin Newsom, you're calling us extremists, fascists, people that are going to destroy the country. Is that not offensive enough? Because I feel like you've dialed it up to 11. But here he is again, desperately saying they need to go on offense. Clip two. These guys are ruthless on the other side. Where are we? Where are we organizing bottom up a compelling alternative narrative? Where are we going on the offense every single day? They're winning right now. The Democratic Party has to assert itself much more aggressively. I mean, dude, again and again and again. Okay, where are we? We've got to be more aggressive. Joe Biden just bathed himself in red lights and said half the country's a bunch of fascists who want to destroy the country. Yeah, he walked it back two days later because everybody was like, hey, idiot. Hey, stupid. Vote for me or you're literally Hitler is not really a winning message is what they said to Joe Biden, which, of course, sparked a fiery retort from him. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. uh, But again, here is more Gavin Newsom. Okay, talking about the fact that he's definitely not running in 2024. He's running. Okay. He's already visited the White House. He's already running ads in Florida. He's in Texas right now, which, by the way, just when you thought we couldn't have any more Californians flying to Texas, they've all moved out of the country. At least Newsom's the one guy going temporarily. But why is he going? Okay, he's going because in the far left wing of the Democratic Party, they've also already kind of anointed him as the 2024 standard bearer. I agree with that. What did David Axelrod say? What did David Axelrod say two months ago? We reported it on the show. David Axelrod, who is Barack Obama's number one strategist, said it's time for Biden to step aside and let somebody younger like Gavin Newsom take the wheel. Now, understand. If David Axelrod is saying it, it's because Barack Obama is thinking it. Tell him like it is. Okay, but here is Newsom trying to deny he's running. Why? Just like Hillary Clinton is denying she's running. Why? Because it makes their decision to run, at least in their eyes, that much bigger of a deal. You know, Hillary gets to say, well, I wasn't thinking about running. But then I saw what a right-wing MAGA fascist supremacy issue we have in this country, and I decided I'd have to run again. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. That's what she'll do, the people's pantsuit. Trump doesn't like women and minorities, 
So I've rested up, and I'm ready to go. I don't feel no ways tired. And that's what Newsom's going to do, too. Here he is saying he's not going to run. I'll tell you exactly what the about face is going to be and when. Here's clip three. Are you considering running no. for president in no, 2024 or 2028? No. Not even no. considering. Oh, no, not at all. And I thank you. I'm glad you're applauding. No. Uh, so- um, <laughs> no. No. And no. I've said it in French, Italian, Mm -hmm. I don't know German. I mean, I cannot say it enough. But thank you, it's humbling, it is sweet, it's a nice thing to be asked. I mean it, and I never trust politicians, so I get why you keep asking. I don't. When they say this, you always roll your eyes, and invariably they end up doing the opposite. So I get it, I get the cynicism. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. This is exactly what they're all going to do. Everybody who is saying no right now. What are they betting on? Are you ready for it? I own a politics to English dictionary. They're betting on the fact that Biden is going to get crushed in the midterms, and he is. Bill Hemmer read you the stats earlier. Every incumbent president polling above 50 percent loses seats in the midterms. Okay, every incumbent president polling below 50 percent, meaning in the 40s, loses an average of 33 seats. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. But understand... Okay, he's in real trouble. Why? Because Biden is not polling in the 40s. Biden is polling in the 30s right now as we speak. Biden sucks. That's pretty much everyone's take. So Hillary knows that. Newsom knows that. When the Democrats get crushed in the midterms, what they get to come out and say is, well, I wasn't going to run. But seeing how much of an appeal these right-wing, literally Hitler fascists have, they just took back the Congress. I'm running to save the country. And they make it sound like they're doing it for you. That's what, well, I wasn't going to run. You heard what I said. I'm Gavin Newsom. I said I wasn't going to run. I'm not even thinking about running. I'm just taking out ads in Florida. I'm just showing up in Texas. You know, like all the people who don't want to run, I'm just advertising nationally because I'm so concerned about my home space that I just decided to take out these national ads. Stop lying to us. That's exactly what they're doing. They're lying through their faces. Okay, Gavin Newsom is going to run. Hillary's going to run. They're going to let Joe Biden's electoral thrashing in the midterm serve as a justification of like a call to arms. I didn't want to run. But when I realized how bad things were, when I realized these MAGA people really had support, I, Gavin Newsom, the man who turned Los Angeles into a power shorted outdoor restroom, the man who has turned the entire downtown of Los Angeles and San Francisco, for that matter. Oh, and Sacramento. And any other big city you want to throw a name at, like Oakland or anything in between, uh, they've turned it into just an actual safari of sadness. Okay, homeless people, junkies, just sad people going potty outdoors and living in absolute squalor while their power grid gets strained by all of this ridiculous green energy garbage that can't even power one state, let alone all 50. I, Gavin Newsom, am here to save the day. Dude, you cannot stop people from voting Republican, Gavin Newsom. You can't even stop people from fleeing your state. The 
this town's a little bit too dirty for you and me, you bad girl. Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon shooting promo videos over here. We're headed down uh, to Oklahoma. Friday night, October the 7th, we will be hanging with KRMG at the Cape Brewing Company in Tulsa from 4 to 6 p.m. Check it out. Saturday night. It's a stand-up show, and it's going to be nuts. Uh, we're partnering with 96.9 The Eagle, and we'll be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. You can get tickets for that at Ticketstorm.com to see your radio buddy Saturday night in Enid. I'm amped. Just get me the heck out of New York. Uh, one minute before we go, though. Uh, this KJP clip from earlier is too funny not to play. So we started the show today by pointing out that Jen Psaki said crime is a huge liability for Democrats in the midterms because they've kind of mismanagement. Here's KJP searching through the binder when asked why Jen Psaki would say that. It's too funny. Jen Psaki says that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. Why would she say that? So, you know, um, again, I can't do electoral politics from here, as you know. Uh, but I, I kind of I don't agree with your characterization of what she actually said. Uh, but I'll say this, and I've already... Uh, I've already said this already. The past few months, what we've been able to do is create a pretty much clear split screen of what we are doing to deliver for the American people and what Republicans refuse to do. We are making sure that um, that uh, that we have Medicare and Social Security, and uh, we make sure that the farm, the, the big pharma, is uh, is not uh, upping cost uh, for our seniors, right? And making sure that uh, we give them a little bit of breathing room. And you know, we have Republicans who want to cut Medicare. <laughs> Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. Yo, for real. The question was about crime. She pivots to Medicare and climate change and everything in between. Why? Because she knows an honest answer to that question is, yeah, uh, we have kind of up everything when it comes to crime. They'd never admit that. Uh, They can try again tomorrow, as can you. I'm out of here. This one's over. Hopefully you're buying comedy tickets to hang out in Enid, Oklahoma. Either way, pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.